it's great. I just use you guys <laughs> for our hair. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you live from my deck with a yummy mojito made by the wonderful Lisa Murphy with fresh mint grown in my yard. And oh my gosh. If well, we... Lisa warned us. She's like, have you guys had mojitos before? Um, I've had know, mojitos, like but not like this. don't ever get out. And, she's, and I said, yes. She goes, well. This will be the best one you've ever had. <laughs> and and she was, as usual, right. Yes, she Oh, was. my gosh. We can't do too many more episodes if we're going to be drinking these. Wow. Um, Somebody we, might fall in the fish pond. We are we are live streaming um, possibly on Ustream. The last episode we, we tried there. to Lisa, do that, Minnesota too. Minnesota Lisa said we're here. But, uh, but, and so apparently it's working. Sorry for it not working last time. This episode we're going to be talking about uh, uh, worksheets. And I got to just say Staple straight out. Sheets. Staple sheets. I got to say straight out up up front that if if you are if you are expecting two and three and four and five year old children to sit down and do paperwork because it makes their mommy and daddy feel good when they go home at the end of the day it is developmentally developmentally inappropriate and morally wrong and that's just my I loved, opinion, but here we go. There's no yes. evidence that supports their use. Uh, I can't get on here. One of my one of my favorites, and I, I don't remember who said it. Somebody who's on my play counts page, who who is you know like Elisa Murphy or Jeff Johnson in the world, um, put on there. Why do we feel we need to give parents a paper receipt of what they learned? I love that. I love it. That's and a I springboard off the it. art. Art is not a receipt for childcare. Right. Right, and he's ah. why? Why this one person was um, concerned that they had a 16-month-old starting the program, and they didn't post this onto my play counts page. This is I don't even know who this person is, um, but um, and was concerned that the 16-month-old could not hold. A, or manipulate a crayon wasn't strong enough to make a mark. Well, of course the they can't. And what? Well, no kidding, Jeff. We know this, but this is the problem that is happening. Um, and so she is concerned because this child will not go home with any papers. So can we clarify? Like all the other children do in her program. Can we clarify something for listeners? One-year-olds are not two-year-olds, and two-year-olds are not three-year-olds, and three-year-olds are not four-year-olds, and four-year-olds are not five-year-olds, and five-year-olds are not six-year-olds. Um, that's just the way it works. And, and it doesn't start with these. It starts with it, with your fingers. It doesn't start with those muscles. It starts with core large, muscles and large, large motor muscles. leads. Large motor to leads to small, small motor. motor. And and so where did where did excuse my language where did all this worksheet bullshit come from? Yes, history of worksheets, Lisa. Ooh, so we have to add that to our. Or we have to, to add our, this. To our um, shot list. Oh, we're gonna oh. have to do shot history shots hey, or something. Hey, hey, by the way, Lisa and I have been talking about some stuff that 
the, some 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 more content creation stuff about some of the things that have come up in the podcast and, and so um stay tuned for that or maybe maybe by the time you're listening to this episode we're already we've already figured already out what it. we're going to do but but uh, we want to work on 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 creating some more content about and, and some more depth about some of these things we've been we've been touching on um and so did you enjoy doing worksheets when you were a kid no oh i hated them in fact i'll never forget first grade D's and U's and N's on some of my worksheets. Or N's and U's, I bet. I bet there wasn't D's. What's an N stand for? I don't for? even know, but it was bad. N and U. Um, nah, and, nah, 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 nah. and I had a whole desk full of them that of I had ends. not taken home. A desk home. full of N's? N's and U's. U's oh. were worse, I believe. Um, <gasps> Maybe anyway, that's How dare you? Anyway, it was somebody's birthday, and we had gotten birthday treats. And I had the birthday treat, and it was desk cleaning day. And I had taken all my ends and use papers and I threw them in the garbage. The garbage can is right by the door where Mrs. Gebhardt excused the class at the end of the day when the bell rang at 325 or 328 or whenever it was. And she's standing at the door waiting for the bell and she looks down. And she spies. And she sees and she all says, these she worksheets. Says, and she says, who? I hate it when teachers ask a question when they clearly know the answer. Know my freaking name is on them. Your name's right there, I'm sure. Who? threw away their worksheets that need to go home for their moms and dads to see. I have never clung to a birthday treat so hard in my life because I thought she was going to take it away from me. I will never forget that first grade. Ends and use on my worksheets. I hated worksheets. My best memory of learning the best way ever was Mrs. Johnson in third grade. Shout out to Mrs. Johnson, Cynthia Johnson from Flanders, South Dakota. Um, and we learned our multiplication facts not by doing worksheets, but by these funky records. Two times two is four. Two times two is four. And I still, oh, yeah. when I'm doing multiplication, you hear I that in your hear head. that in my head. And she knows that very well. And she, yeah. I think I might have. I kind of might. I, I might have liked the worksheets. I don't. I think it was. I think it was English class. We had these, these yeah. series of Phonics. worksheets, and you you finished one, and then you got to go to the little box and get the next one, and you, you worked were your way, rewarded. You get you got worked your way through it. And I was I was for whatever reason, good at doing this bullshit work, and and so I thought I was winning the class. And but so when I you kinda, got done, were then you able to do like free choice? So you would you got through it. Well, a lot of times now, if you get done, then the free choice is more worksheets. Yeah, I think I think I I don't Fun think ones, there was though. anything there. I think I think I think I still for reasons to like like uh, take fifteen minutes to go across the room to throw something in the garbage or sharpen my pencil or something just because because there was so much waste. There were there. Hey, this is a waste of my time. This is that's what it was. But uh, the worksheets were just kind of I don't know cathartic. I don't know what the word. I don't predictable. I don't know you the, probably didn't have to think. Yeah, I mean, without, well, yeah, maybe it was that's kind what, of mindless. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. And and I mean, it made the teacher happy. And then and then, and then eventually I got, I got to go for recess. And so that was a that was a good thing. But this this was in probably second or third grade. And now we've pushed that whole worksheet mindset down into early learning into into two year olds well sometimes two year olds oh, and Lord. and three year olds and four year olds and 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 five year olds and it is just so Sharon Kroll shout out to Sharon Sharon is awesome Sharon is awesome Sharon if you're listening uh hey she you're might awesome be listening she calls them work shits work shits and I love <laughs> that she calls them work shits 
in her keynotes and in her workshops. Good for her. With no apologies. Uh -huh. And what I like to ask people, if I'm walking in your room and I see you doing that, I, I always like to ask Doing like, a work shit? Yeah, like, wh why are you doing it? And and those of you who've heard me before, you know this, the, the what are you doing and why are you doing it and who are you doing it for? And, and many times people will tell me that they're doing worksheets because it is increasing the child's fine motor development. Oh, yeah. No, time out. Uh -huh. So here's what I do. You know, and no judgment, just like, okay, so yeah. if, if this is really why you're telling me you're doing this, and I can point out in your space 49 other ways that are developmentally appropriate that, that you would also have that same end result, and you still choose to use the worksheet, then clearly we... That then you have some kind of other reason or rationale as to why you're doing it. And and I want to get to a spot where providers and teachers can articulate that reason. What is that? Because if you're saying this, I'm showing you that you can also do it like that, but you don't want to do that, so you still come back to the worksheet. So what's the real issue? Why are you doing it? Is it brainless? Is it mindless? Is it easy? Does it allow you to make uh, somebody happy when they walk room? I, I what think are we proof. thinking? I think it's proof. It's the for evidence. A lot of people. Yep. Evidence that what somebody was learning something. I do. When have you ever had to fill out a worksheet? I, I I do think that's people's rationale behind it, though. Is that and they do it for parents. I think it's more for parents than anything. But if and we, that's when you have to ask, who are you here for? Are you here for the parent? Or are you here? But parents for are the smart child? enough to learn what we've been dumb enough to teach them, right? Yeah, yeah. and oh, and, and I, I like that. We've, we've actually got some some parents that are listening. I mean, the the podcast. This was all the idea was this was going to be for for childcare providers, but we've got parents sure. that are that are regular listeners of the show. And, 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 and I mean, if they've listened to more than one episode, they've kind of, I, I assume, got the same mindset that we do. But there is this whole, whole idea with parents that, that there's, they, they want to give their, their children a leg up on the competition. And so there's there's this pressure there's this pressure for 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 achievement and the worksheets are are an idea that you're winning at being three. You're winning at being three. However, what we know and this is piggybacking on every single episode we've recorded today is that if you really want a leg up, it has nothing to do with pen and paper work and pencil and paper work, and it has everything to do with um, self regulation. It has everything to do with problem solving. Everything to do with social skills, and you. Do not teach that free through a worksheet. Free play, trusted kids. Kids are allowed to make their choices, that kind of stuff. That is making a true, true deposit into your child's future success. I think I think one thing that that fall that that flows into the the uh, hey, that maple tree's getting real big and I planted it was a, it was about this big around when I planted <laughs> We're it. Real, like, um, it's over there. Bright, oh, shiny a bright shiny object caught my mind. But one thing that feeds into the worksheet mentality is is crap like the the baby plus prenatal education system. Which has all been proved to be bunk. And 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 this thing, if you don't know about it, it's this little egg-shaped thing that's about the size of this mojito glass. Listen um, up, people. This is so that good. that you you buy 175 bucks is what this thing's cost, and you and you strap it. You can buy another 25 dollars. You buy this little pouch that it goes in and it velcros around the baby bump. And and what this thing claims to do, Lisa's looking it up what right now. What is it now, called? Baby Plus Prenatal Education Listen System. Listen to what it does. This is hilarious. And and what it claims is that it 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 re Recreates the sounds of the womb for the child that is in. in the womb. And you might be thinking, well, if I'm in the womb, why do I need the sounds that I'm hearing recreated for me? And I, I don't know the answer to that. That would be like.
like us out here in nature playing a CD with nature sounds on it. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting out here in the yard. We're playing the, the sounds of crickets. Yeah. Um, and, and the purpose of this is that that if you pl- recreate the sounds of the womb for the child that's already in the womb, they're going to be born attentive and and, and a curious. They're going to be do things like <laughs> like turn towards uh, the human voice and, 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 things, and do things like make eye contact. They do that already anyway. Well, no but shit. And the parent who does not know thinks... Wow. And they think, wow, it that worked. Program really and they works. tell their friends about it and and there's this desire to build super babies. And I think the idea of of worksheets and flashcards. Oh, you're looking at it, Lisa. Look, oh if you're watching the video, God, Lisa's This is horrible. It yeah. is absolutely horrible. Okay, so I need to do a shout out. <laughs> Sorry, so Did you hear Funky, funky Guy? Bow, funky guy. Chicka <laughs> bow, chicka bow, funky chicka guy needs chicka to bow. get together with Harley Guy. I think they'd have a good um, time. Our friends at um, Campaign for a Commercial Free oh, Childhood yes. need to know about this. And I don't know who's listening or watching right now, but this clearly, if wow. they're not already going after this, I'm sure this is next on yeah. the list. Yeah, and Campaign for, if you don't know, Campaign for Commercial Free Childhood, they defeated the evil Disney and their baby Einstein bullshit. And, and teach your baby and, and My Baby Can Read, uh, they said a lot of, My Baby Can Read settled a lot of court for like 300 bazillion dollars because they didn't want to lose more by going to court. Yeah, actually, if you go to their former website, it says we've had to like break down our page due to legal fees. Yeah. We had to shut our business yeah. Yeah, down. and that is and we were awesome. Like, Woo! And it's and it's who is it? Who is it that's doing that? That's uh, Su- is that's not Susan Lynn? Is it Susan Lynn? It's Sue not Susan Lynn is a part of it, um, but also and oh, don't make me. It's bye bye ba- bye bye baby. Is that that's the book, isn't it? That's a movie. We got Well, B U Y B U Y bye bye baby. Yeah, um, it's a book. You have you don't know anything about it. No, either. I don't. It's a book. <laughs> you have to read it. There's those words. It's not a movie. I, yeah, wow, I keep I'm, putting them under my pillow. and I actually am, I'm wanting to like send a message to our friends. If you, you don't get it if you just put it under your pillow. Is that what you just said? Like yes. a, a sudden Osmos- kind of osmosis? Yeah. 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 <laughs> again, again, I tell you, so you guys don't think that Danita can't read. My brain needs turnoff time. And these books get me, they literally get me wired. And I just stay awake all night long like oh my goodness this thought and this thought and I, I i that's my only time to read so at some point in my life i have a whole shitload of reading to which do. means what danita is reading is mommy porn i do turn There's, off the brain books and, and my wife reads janet ivanovich right tasha now. reads that's the same porn. thing it's 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 guys with the open shirts and there's horses and kilts oh, and no, no, shit. No, 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 no. oh i don't, I don't read, read that's her, I don't that's read her thing those, broad no. swords no. janet ivanovich yeah, right now is my know. i like Little mystery, little stuff. So, so um, Diane Levin is who is working very hard at all of this too, and she's there. We go campaign for commercial free childhood as well. Um, yeah, so I'm, I brought up campaign CCFC is what we call them. I brought up to see if they are currently, if they're making any notices right now on their website about being involved. With this that is probably the worst thing I've read all day. Uh, that it's it's freaky shit. <laughs> and, and for those of you listening, I mean, and and let's let's kind of take a, a little yeah, bring it a- back for a minute here. Is that Take a breath, as Lisa Murphy these, says. The breathe. These products prey on your emotions and your heartstrings. And they know that you want what is best for Guilt your child. They, they know that, you, that we collectively all want what is best for our children. But we need to realize that this is still a product. And, and when push comes to shove, their job is to sell you something. Yeah. And with all the love in my heart, they don't care about your child. They care about your visa well, number. And a, 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 a couple years ago in Mothering Magazine... 
one of my favorite quotes was that anybody who ever says something that sounds to you like this, here it comes. If your child can't, then they'll probably never, is usually selling something. Yeah. Well, and all due respect to people who have been suckered into the baby, what is it called? The baby, the... Your baby can read. No, 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 your womb thing. The baby plus prenatal education system. Just crosses them off as a sponsor. The just baby a plus smidgen pre- of common sense that really does the mimic the sound of the womb. I don't know. I don't know if you can really go there because the worst bit of peer pressure I've ever seen in my entire life has never been in any junior high or elementary school. It is in the, the Starbucks parking lot playgroup. Meaning that if somebody's got oh, it, then gotcha. the mama's got it, and you've yeah. got to have it. And what do you mean your child doesn't have this yet? And oh my gosh, all of a sudden my child is doing this because of that. When really, just developmentally, a child might have hit a milestone that every child in the world has happened when they hit that certain age. But it just so happened to coincide with you buying this product. Now you're uh-huh. giving that product all of this glory that it doesn't deserve. And, and at if so and so is doing. X, Y, Z with their kid, then I better be doing it too because otherwise my child is going to lose at kindergarten. Yes. And, and Didn't so this, our mamas used to say things like, if all the kids were jumping off the bridge, would yes, you jump off the yes, bridge? Yeah, and, yes. and now we got a lot of parents that feel pressured into jumping off, off the, the bridge. bridge. And in my, in my book, Babies in the Rain, we get we get into this. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of peer pressure to parenting, and so we we gravitate towards the the worksheets and the flashcards and that kind of stuff because it gets a, it, it's it's a it's something we can measure and makes us feel good about ourselves, like our child is winning at being a baby. But that's kind of a that's kind of a messed up. I mean, really, and I'm sorry if I'm offending you, but it's kind of a messed up mindset to have that you well, can you can win children, at being two. We're using our children in order to feel better about, about ourselves. ourselves as mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. Yeah. or as adults uh-huh. or as teachers cuz this could even this could even leap from a parental familial mindset to a, a school environment you know that that my my class is winning at being the yeah. second grade class uh-huh. my i'm a i'm a good teacher because all my children nap at nap time you know and and it it's it's the same scenario, just in a different environment. Yeah. At least in my belief, mm-hmm. I, 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 my I, experience. I think if I had one book to recommend um, that related to this this episode of the podcast, it would be Einstein Never Used Flashcards, oh. which is a which Two is of a my good, favorite lady. I have that one on my good Kindle. Re- good, read it. Have you read it? <laughs> just no, but it's hey, on there. Hey, hey, by by Her the way, basic. and I did it on my own without Jeff telling me to add it to my oh. list. Hey, hey, but but look, I'm gonna winning. I'm gonna, Speaker. I'm gonna I'm gonna lower my glasses to the anybody that might be watching because we're live streaming this uh, too. If uh, if you just buy it and put it on your Kindle and you don't read it, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count. count. <laughs> you got you got to read it. I think I'm most excited about that. I picked it on my own. <laughs> Nobody told you Nobody to read that told one. Told me to read but it. No, no, it's 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 it's. I a, saw the it's title. A, it's thought. a good read. Mm. It is a very and, good read. And, awesome. uh, and I wrote a book report on it. And you can, a, oh, and, good. I don't have to read it now. And, and will that eventually? That will eventually be a, a Lisa's book report, which is another one of our podcasts that we're we're producing at Upstairs Studios. I'm doing a book and, report. Uh, That's my goal someday. Yeah, so you got to finish your book first. <laughs> I, know. I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> and so, did I mean when you were a kid? We you said you didn't like worksheets, but I mean, didn't you, didn't it feel? Wasn't there some sort of cathartic thing to finishing them and seeing that little comment they'd write in red pen on the top I corner? I think the worksheet and, was what you mm-hmm. did to get you you just had to do it i mean uh-huh. and, and i can speak for myself i mean i was you know i was just you, hmm. this is what the teacher said you needed to do and so you did it and it hmm. didn't really it wasn't 
painful physically or mentally, but it wasn't challenging. It was kind of that funky kind of neutral, like we really could have been doing something else. Mm-hmm. But it that's didn't what really, we were doing. You just kind of no. pushed through it. And I think even at even in second, third, and fourth grade, you just kind of knew you were going through the motions. And we, other if we made it N- through that, then we got to go to recess. Then we got to do something yeah. else. Other than the N and U worksheet story, I have no worksheet memories. My memories from elementary school are all the more meaningful learning moments. Like, okay, and this isn't even that grand, but in first grade, Mrs. Gebhardt had a cardboard box that she made into a rabbit, and then she'd have words on carrots. Words on carrots. And if you could read the word, you got to feed the carrot. On real carrots? No. No, no, of course not. Laminated. Laminated 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 carrots. carrots. Laminated orange carrots. I remember that. I remember um, big projects that we got to do... um, you know, like in fourth grade. Oh, funny. We did a lot of projects in fourth Laura, grade, Laura too. Ingalls Wilder, the books were the big thing. And we got to make what, I can't remember the name of the cake, uh, a, like a ginger cake, ginger type cake. The molasses. That, molasses that, yeah. cake. Um, it, I, those are the things that stand out to me. And so that resonates greatly with the way that I now run my program um, is in more meaningful. Real things. Real things um, than worksheets. I, I have no memories, like I said, other than a negative one about the UNNs. Yeah, I don't really I don't have worksheets. I just remember memories. having to do them, but yeah. I mean, I don't really have a memory. Mm. Okay, about and them. so mm. we were we were elementary school when we were doing worksheets. True. But you know what? And now... True. Well, and I didn't go to preschool. I was too busy playing. It's okay, got, so it's got me... pushed down. There are, there are programs I know of that are expecting two-year-olds who can't even hold a pencil who can barely, nor should they be expected well, to. exactly that are that are expected to do worksheets and three-year-olds three-year-olds and Why? four-year-olds is the norm two-year-olds is the is the new thing and then we've pushed that down even further into these pre these these infant infant curriculums i mean no. i mean really i don't think the adults well let's let me reframe how i'm saying that okay the Adults who are giving any kind of experiment or exercise or activity or project to the children, you should be willing to do it your own self. So if you as an adult think, wow, that's kind of stupid and lame, you know what? It probably is. It's probably, yeah. It probably is. So if you yourself were asked to engage in that task and you found yourself going, oh my God, that's so stupid. Why are you asking a child to do it? Yeah. Why are we expecting from children that which we would not expect from our own bad selves? Okay, so... Work- by bad self, I mean my bad self. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that kind of bad self. So, uh, worksheets for two-year-olds, ethical? No. No. Completely three, unethical. Three, Three-year-olds, three ethical? None. None. Four-year-olds, four ethical? None. None. Okay. Elementary, I would say none. Because so, seriously, and I, I mean this seriously, I what, want you to be able to articulate to me what is the intention. What are you expecting the child to get out of doing this worksheet? Pause. Give them a minute to answer the question. Okay. Is there a more developmentally appropriate way, hands-on, sensorily driven meet way the child where they of, are. Of, of getting that lesson across? And mm-hmm. if the honest answer is yes, there is, and we're choosing to not do it, I would argue that that's being lazy. But I would also acknowledge that that's because we don't have enough. What's the T word? Time. Time. Mm. And it ding, becomes. Ding, 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 sticker, please. <laughs> you may have a sip of your mojito. Ooh, thank it, you. We don't have enough time. So I, I think there are a lot of people who are probably listening to this who know in their heart of hearts, and if push did come to shove, they would look at you and they would whisper and say, I know I probably shouldn't really be doing shouldn't this. Shouldn't be doing this. Okay, so then my, with all the love of my but heart. But at least so they spend money on this curriculum to come in the mail, and it has worksheets in it, and then it would be a waste of money if they didn't give those to 
but then then the next follow-up question is where where did you start to think that your program had to be dictated by somebody who works in a building a thousand miles Thank away you. who doesn't know your children at all yeah it your curriculum walks in the door every day we don't have enough time what is the lesson? I hear that a lot, but I spend the money on it, so I need to use them, and so I know it's not right. But, but see, I that's that it. we, by golly, we paid five thousand dollars to get to Disneyland. We're going to go on every single freaking ride in this park, and we're going to have a good time now. Go, go, go! Yeah. Okay, so the uh, the conferences where the people selling the curriculums that mail out the worksheets to you unethical to have them in your vendor hall. Well, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. That I would love I would love to have a conference that didn't require a disclaimer in the program that what you see does not necessarily represent the opinion or the beliefs and so, of the people who are sponsoring And so that's the a that's a yes. That's a yes. Well, ethical. Yeah. 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 A, at the end of the day, if you know that this is not contributing to what we have collectively defined as good practice and if you uh -huh. yourself as a company as an organization have written a book that you are wanting to be the framework that actually defines good practice developmentally appropriate practice if you've actually put together that book but you still allow people in the vendor hall that don't reflect that i'd say you maybe your board needs to sit down and have a real conversation i would about, want to know what you're really you're... standing for yeah and I, and I yeah. get that those people are who are paying the money that allows the conference to be attended by people and keeps the prices. I get. Yeah, I, got, I'm a business got, owner. I got to pay that. the bills. But I also know that one of the reasons that I think my company is still in business after almost 25 years is that we've never sold out. Yeah, I have remained true to our message, and I've not compromised. I've grown. I've developed. I've changed my mind. Hey, look, Tasha's back there with some again. more rum. Yeah, we love rum. Tasha. <laughs> Actually, we love what's in the bag. <laughs> yeah. But since Tasha's the carrier, we love her. Otherwise, we'd have to walk. Uh, have to, yeah, because we couldn't, couldn't to drive. To the Hy-Vee. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't Maybe drive. the hy should be a sponsor. Yeah, there's no... The <laughs> There's, there's or, no, there's no or way we. Captain Morgan, who's the maker of Morgan? The Captain there's, Morgan Spice. There's silver. no way. There's no way we'd be driving there. Um, okay, so anything else we got to say about worksheets? Um, worksheets. Worksheets. I, I love staple that. sheets. Staple, staple sheets. sheets. Yeah, tell the Danita. staple. Tell the taste staple I was, sheets. Can I you was tell at, it without? I can. I can. I was. I was speaking at. A, I had a, a. I had a gig, and um, this gal came up to me afterwards, and in in this particular part of the country. Um, state, there is all day, every day preschool in the public schools for four-year-olds, which um, goes against everything that I, I personally believe in, unless it's done in the right... I mean, I get that... All right, all let's, children, let's break that down for a second. All day, every day, what? Preschool. For what age? Four-year-olds. Is this, is this right? Not in the setting that it's. I, I consider what I do, you know. After I after I have such issues, I'm like, okay, but it's not. I mean, it, it's play. It, it, if it's done in the right way, if children are leading it and they're playing through the day, there just happens to be an adult there. Then I I think it's okay if they're doing staple sheets all day long and they have a stack this thick to come home, you know, because yeah, there's a right way and there's a completely wrong way to do it. Um, why are you not agreeing with me, Jeff? Oh, no, I'm just trying saying? to. I'm trying to understand what the, what the hell's Currently, going on. Well, the, the well, whole, I had to read the pre. I have debate issues for with the, it for being class. in a big public school and these young kids in with these older kids and this huge 
huge building and all of that at age four. Um, and I have issues with it being staple sheets and teacher directed all day long and someone telling the teacher this is your your country your, your, this is how your schedule is going to be and you need to stick with all that but if the children were to come and they were allowed to be in like a bev boz type program every day all day. every day all day yeah I think that would be fabulous. Okay, I There's think a lot of underserved children. You know what? We need to add that pre-K to oh, a toddler. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think where I'm coming from is that if, if your school system is pushing this kind of bullshit. But in the school and system, it, no, I don't think that. Yeah, because no. because there, nothing. Pre-K, that's what pre-K the, is becoming yeah, a grade. Yeah. Ni- ni- in 1980, the Department of Education was 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 uh, put into I mean existence, and it has done nothing but fail children continually and run up the cost of of school and education so we need to hustle and, cr- up and, and, and bureaucracy since then and and the idea that we need to put our three and four year olds into the hands of a school system that is all already broken and immoral is is just hideous it makes my skin crawl mm-hmm. and it is it is just developmentally appropriate it is immoral and it is completely wrong-headed and we're going and, that way i mean and as parents and caregivers we need to uh we need to speak out against it yes. and we need to vote against it and we need to act against it because it is breaking it is breaking children and that that sounds kind of ranty but maybe it's no the, it's good maybe it it's the mojito speaking I, when I did not know these things were existing I learn every time I present when I speak to to people I learn a ton because I'm in my Danita bubble and then I just am fortunate enough to get to go out and it's just share Mickey things. Mickey is in there and Daphne no but no, I just I didn't realize there were places that really have gotten to that point I was shocked and, and it makes me have almost a panic of in fact I text or I emailed Jeff and Lisa, when I got home, I'm like, you guys know this is going on? Do you in your life? Okay, well, let's put a name on it. The, Hello, the whole, Danita. The whole worksheet culture But in stems... a Ben type environment. An open-ended, play-based, free-choice. Free-choice, choice, not in a big cement building c- covered with cement all the way around institutional feeling, which a lot of elementary schools are now. I just think these little pumpkins going in there um, – some class sizes, I was told, were up to 30. It's the, just... For real, you didn't know this? That's no, I did not know this, Lisa. Uh, no. The, no, the, I'm in my, my perfect little world the, all week long, and then I just get shipped out to these places on the weekends, and I'm like, just like... The, the Department no of Education so programs... Like, staple uh, sheets. I need to do staple sheets. Staple sheets. And she held her fingers about that far apart, half an inch thick. Think, staple sheets. These kids get... They come in the mornings, and they're expected to sit, according to her, her nephew, um, to sit at a table and do his staple sheets. Staple sheets. Okay, I got a rant now. Things like No Child Left Behind, Department of Education program, things like this whole new race to the top bullshit, which is a different name and different terminology and more money, but the same BS are, are, are there. They've created this worksheet culture in early childhood programs because we've pushed down the curriculum. We're expecting five-year-olds to do three-year-olds, uh, three-year-olds to do five-year-old stuff and two-year-olds to be three-year-old stuff uh, because we want good test scores when they're in fourth grade. And it is immoral. 
And if you are listening to this podcast and you are going to go out and vote in the next election, election, you need to vote for somebody who is going to push back against this this corruption of childhood. And it because it is developmentally inappropriate and it is morally wrong well, and- to push kids into into this worksheet curriculum bullshit. One of my one of my daycare moms um, on her own has stumbled upon information about the Common Core. Oh. Information about? Uh, I mean, it's al- it already is existing. It, yes, but she her child's going into kindergarten. So this is all a new thing to her, you know. And she was so upset by what the research that she had found. So a friend of hers, I think, posted some things on Facebook is how it maybe all started. Okay. So she started looking into this. She was so upset she left work and came to my house at 11 o'clock in the morning in tears saying she cannot send her son to a kindergarten that would be like that. Well, 45 out of 50 states have adopted it. Exactly. She is now in a group that's against it. She's gone to the meetings. She's a huge – I mean, it's – I'm proud of her for and stepping – And good for her because yes. we need – if yes. you're, if you're well, listening this to this, one, you need to be one of those people. Yes, this one particular research that she saw, and I shouldn't even talk about it if I can't tell you what it is, but I will be able to find it because she has it all. Oh, send me the link um, and I'll post I it will. when I post, post it the It has what the kindergarten work was like two or three years ago compared to what it's like now. And it's, you know... But what it's like now with the state standards or where it's going to be starting next year with CORE? Oh. Well, just listen to what it is. It's And because I don't know, Lisa. I don't know. I don't know. And, and I'll, only, I'll have this available. I'll get it to Only Jeff. because CORE is actually better than oh, okay. Race to the Top and, and No Child Left Behind. The CORE committee wanted a little bit more depth as opposed to so much breath. Well, this was a picture of, oh, you know, the word red to take it across to something that you'd color red, like an apple. or You know what I mean? It was, it was those types of things. It was like tracing a letter, um, those kinds of, of worksheets. The other picture was double-digit addition. Meaning that this was kindergarten two years ago and this is kindergarten now. Right. Right. One of the problems with... And again, I don't know what the source was. And we want to definitely find that. But I will be able to get that. that. Absolutely. Yep. I will um, get that. I will get that. The, the PDI conference in San Francisco, the NACI, NAYC, the, profession, the leadership conference was in San Francisco a couple years ago. A couple years ago, excuse me, a couple weeks ago. And the, the theme this year was DAP, Developmentally Appropriate Practice. And what ended up coming out of it a lot was a lot of discussion about CCS, the core content state standards as well as DAP and how can we make sure that core is being implemented in a DAP format or DAP mindset. And like even the kindergarten standards that are, were in existence, even for the states that that have adopted core. And so they are essentially like kind of like negating, they're getting rid of that because now they're going to be aligned with this. What, what my take has always been is that the standards in and of itself in and of themselves were never necessary with the exception of a couple of states there were only a couple of states that had completely completely inappropriate expectations for say a kindergarten child so by the end of kindergarten a child should be able to xyz abc one two three whatever it was there were only a few states that had completely inappropriate expectations the, the expectations have not necessarily been the problem. The problem is the methodology in which the teachers attempt to meet those expectations. And, and like everything else, the interpretation exactly. of... Exactly. And, and that's where, where 
I think we need to be a little cautious because what I took away from the PDI conference is that if you take the time to actually look at it, Mm -hmm. it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's the way in which it's interpreted and the way in which a teacher who is DAP versus a teacher who's laminated lady. And and you're going to have the same end of June guidelines that everybody is working towards, but these two classrooms are going to look entirely different. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's tricky to be like, Oh, it's a bad thing uh-huh. because it's not now, now not to circle back to I'm, the, Carol- I'm glad to hear you say that because Car- I've been wanting to get your opinion. Well, on the, this. the, the thing that I took from, I took a lot of stuff from the Carol Dweck podcast that I listened to and I've been talking about for the last couple of hours. Something just beeped. Um, is, is that she's saying that the assessment tool that has not yet been created, Mm -hmm. so the way that they assess the implementation of CORE, is, and that will end up driving how it's put into practice. Yeah, but I I, I think there's a long enough history for this kind of, of, uh, this kind of structure. Um, Everything else that they implement turns out to be bullshit. Well, I agree. I, I agree 100%. I also have a hard time. So at surpo, at like surface level, uh-huh. when you actually read the standards, you are not, I, I, I did not leave going, oh my gosh, this is absolutely horrible and yeah. we need to make sure this doesn't happen. But uh-huh. here is my concern. As, as an agency of education, we are still defining being successful in school by those test scores. Yeah. So to me, my argument, to me, the the, the bantering about is this appropriate? Is that appropriate? Is this an appropriate ex- mm-hmm. expectation? Because w- when push comes to shove, we're still looking at scores that are telling us if children are succeeding. And, and I think that that needs to become the focal point of our debates and our arguments is that as long as our culture continues to define school and academic success, success by, a by a test score, then we are completely missing the boat. And, and all of us, regardless of where we stand philosophically, we're wasting our breath. And that will have to be another, another episode, another one of Elfie's books. Testing. About testing um, that we'll we'll have to have to circle back to, yeah. but I I I think the 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 what's the takeaway here that uh, hold on hold on real uh, quick yeah, go ahead do your thing something. do your thing when you were talking about how it depends on interpretation and, and how a teacher takes that and that's exactly uh, my, this parent of mine had posted on Facebook and, and some of her friends are teachers and one teacher said that it said it depends on the teacher because there are ways to still do this in an age-appropriate way. And then another teacher commented and said, but a lot of times these programs make turn good teachers into bad teachers because it stresses them and they worry. And so sometimes, again, well-intentioned adults, and they know what's right, but yet they're getting this pressure of, you know, potentially losing their job if these scores aren't good enough. But see, that and comes back panic. to the scoring. Yes. Yeah. As opposed so to... So you feel, though, the, sto- the, the um, common... Core Common Core state standards. I printed them is off. Better than where we're at right now. Well, when you Poten- look at potentially. potentially, I will. I will totally steal Carol Dweck's language. She said that she was cautiously optimistic. That's nice. That's good to hear. This parent will be very cautiously optimistic. But I really happy. have to reinforce that it still comes back to we we right now it's being implemented. In 2014, they're going to roll out the assessment tools that are going to be used. What we're hoping is that people who were actually involved in the creation of these new guidelines are somehow also the team that's involved in the assessment. 
Something that this parent has also posted is another, you know, or or information she's received from wherever, and it was in our conversation. So again, I have no source of it. Was that very few actual education oriented people were involved in the process? I don't. Well, know. we're very rarely invited to the table. Well, why is that, Lisa? Why? I I don't know. Loud and obnoxious. That's we drink why. too many mojitos. All right, so we're we're pushing up on thirty nine and a half minutes Ooh. for this episode. Well, I'm not surprised. And, and so at it's all. it's time to wrap it up. But I want to wrap it up with something personal. In in a couple weeks, we um, don't get personal around here. In a Jeff. couple in a couple weeks, uh, my my Lily is going to head out, and I she's not mine, um, but I held her for the first time when she was less than five hours old, and her mom might actually be listening live to this episode. She's going to head off to kindergarten. And at some point, she is going to do worksheets. And um, on the other side of that, I know her kindergarten teacher. Worksheets. We volunteer in that classroom. And this kindergarten teacher is is stuck in this system where the worksheets are just part of what she has to do. And she knows it is developmentally appropriate wrong, appropriately wrong. And she knows there are better things she could be doing with those kids, like um, you know, letting them play. Um, but she's stuck in the system. And so I, I, I worry about Lily and I worry about this teacher and, and, and I worry about this, the system that we've created that seems to be fundamentally at its core broken. broken. And, and I think the only way we fix that is for us here at this table right now as advocates and for you as listeners or viewers of this, as, of this particular episode is to, to make some noise and, and be a little bit obnoxious about your opinions about this stuff because the only way this kind of stuff changes is if there is enough uproar that the deciders decide they need to they need to because they want to stay in office or keep their jobs they need to make some sort of change. Well, and let me and I know we're approaching 42 minutes probably at this juncture. Very but pretty because, good. Uh, only because I don't know if we're going to circle back to it tonight and I want it included in this Alfie Cohen A L F I E K O H N.org his website gives you ways of being an advocate. Ooh. 14 ways. A-L-F-I-E. K-O-H-N. K-O-H-N. And he gives you 14 ways to be an advocate. And what I love about it is that he says on this continuum, ranging from, because he's kind of the no more standardized testing guy. So he's he's printing this out for you with that lens, as mm-hmm. it were. So on this end of the continuum is writing letters to the editor, just kind of starting to practice Make using your voice, mm-hmm. all the way up to not giving the test. Your job is to find where on the continuum you could jump in and be like, no, that doesn't really push me too hard. That I can do that and do the next thing up. Does a parent have a right to opt out? Yes, but they don't tell you that. Well, and another th- another thing the testing parents- can be a, a forty five minute podcast. An- another thing the parents have the right to is is homeschooling or unschooling. I was just going to say I would really actually like to do a podcast. Oh yeah, on that's got to be a whole. That's got to be a whole other thing. And actually, this one parent now is debating. She is not one. She knows in herself that that's not something she is cracked up to be. But she has found there are schools that are. Similar to homeschooling, where you sign that they're not going to be following all these things. They're not going to be testing your children these things. The whole point of homeschooling is that you're not replicating school. That's kind of the point of opting right. out. Right, right. <laughs> and the, the but, whole, unschooling, the whole unschooling thing I'm is just fascinating. I'm just saying, I didn't know even places like that kind of... In, so I, it makes me curious as to what 
There are a lot of schools what out there. Like? And I think after and the reading small, of Peter Gray, Peter Gray, there's we, the, the we, Salisbury Valley. Sudsbury Valley. Sudsbury, yeah. And so she's like, Danita, just start your own school. Would you just start your own school? <laughs> and and it's easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I said, uh, well, we can go into that another time. Yeah. All right. So if the you've let been, them play school. If you've listened to this episode, uh, we will be emailing out each and every one of you a a worksheet <laughs> that we want you to complete and let us know. There uh, will be a quiz there, and a test scores. Yeah. De- and we will lose our job. Croc and flip flops will get rid of us. And uh, and I don't know what else to say. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your enjoy your day. Peace out. Peace out. Did I say? What the hell? I know that Lisa's out there. Minnesota Lisa's out there, guys, for okay, sure. Okay, I got to wrap something up. If, if, if Minnesota Lisa is listening live. She oh, is. She's, um, I'm telling hey, you. Thank you. Hey, Minnesota Lisa. We know um, you're there for sure. For those of you who listened. she saw my sexy socks. For those of you who listened to the uh, the Pickles podcast episode, if you go back and listen to that, uh, Minnesota Lisa brought me a a, a, a baby piglet in a, in a jar that I have preserved in a jar of, of rum right now. Uh, today I received. <sighs> From Minnesota, ante, I, I've, I've got a like a fourteen or sixteen pound fetal calf, and I had to do the deed of carrying that thing. You carry, down you here. carried a cooler. My wonderful I wife carried a corpse. My wonderful wife lifted it into the cooler. Yeah, yeah. I would not the touch freezer, the which bag. is awesome. And so we'll be posting pictures of that sometime. Uh, Lisa, thanks for listening. Minnesota Lisa said it, it's just like a roast, Danita. Yeah, there you go. A furry. Oh, stop! We're a, gonna lose listeners. Wrap a, it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. A furry, furry roast. (laughs) Wrap it up. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. We're going to lose the (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Reflect before you react. We're not going to lose listeners. (laughs) No, I... been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.